0: You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank.
1: Coming up, the latest episode of Three Mod.
0: All right, welcome to this week's weekly player spotlight on 3 as we are joined by k starting linebacker Austin Moore. And before we get started with Austin, as always, we want to remind you about our friends at Riverbank Brewing and Council Grove, which is partnered with Wildcat, NIL, and 3 to bring a K-State football player on the pod each week. Riverbank Brewing has outstanding craft beers brewed in-house, many of which are made with Kansas-grown barley and hops. Also have specialty cocktails made with Lewisburg cider paired with your choice of vodka, tequila, rum, or whiskey, if that's your preference. Riverbanks located on Main Street in historic Council Grove will be open for K-State's game Saturday if you're unable to make it to Manhattan. So head on over, watch the Wildcats on one of Riverbanks' mini TVs while enjoying a beverage courtesy of Riverbank, Or swing by and pick up some beer on the go to take to your tailgate in Manhattan for the game as Riverbank does have beer to go. So you have the opportunity to go take some, take it home, put it in your fridge. Or take it on the go to your tailgate spot. Uh, or maybe take a little detour on your way home after the K State game and grab a beer at Riverbank. It's gonna be a beautiful fall day. Riverbank has the perfect setup for you if you want to take in some college football on one of their several TVs. Also on their large outdoor beautiful patio overlooking the Osho River. Riverbank open Thursday through Saturday. For more information, go to riverbankbrewing.com or Facebook.com slash riverbankbrewing. Austin obviously a, an extremely difficult loss Saturday. We were all gutted for you guys and also extremely proud of the fight that you all displayed. And Chris climate acknowledged Tuesday at his weekly press conference, you all were hurting, which is to be expected in a game like that. But as we get a few days away from the game now, what's kind of the mindset of the locker room and, and how do you recover from a game like that mentally? Um, yeah. I mean, the mindset now is that we just got to control, what we can
1: control and uh, take it one day at a time and, you know go back go back to that preparation that we've had over these past few weeks um, that that got us the success. Um, no, it definitely was tough, uh, like you mentioned, one of the more probably emotional games um, that I've been in uh, since I've been here. But I, I think we're going to use it as fuel uh, going on and
0: not not have it be something that holds us back. So this is kind of to your point of what you just said, Austin. You guys are 4-2 in the Big 12, and you know firsthand anything can happen in this league. You lost a really difficult game last year against Texas in Manhattan. Texas then had control of its destiny, and then just a week later, Texas lost an all. You guys dominated at Baylor, and you found yourselves right back in control of your own destiny and obviously made the league title and won the Big 12 championship. But regardless of what happens, a, a nine win season with a chance to win 10 games is still on the table. That's one heck of a year. You're a leader on this football team. It's, what's been, has that been part of your message to the guys this week and something you've talked to them or something the other guys in the locker room have discussed and talked about is a lot of things still remain on the table regardless of what happened
1: last Saturday. Yeah. Uh, like you mentioned, I mean, 10 win season is, is a big deal. Um, and we, we talk about it all the time. Uh, we've been talking this, this week, just, we have so much to play for, and uh, like you mentioned, you know, you never know what's going to happen. Uh, Daniel Green and I were kind of talking just the other day about uh, last year and how after we lost to Texas, you know, we, we weren't sure if we were going to be able to get back in the Big Twelve. So, you know, we we still have faith that it, it's a possibility, and but we know we gotta we gotta win our games
0: um, to be there. So we gotta just control what we can. Yeah. Now, as you look at the game at Texas, Austin, you guys held Texas over its final 12 drives to 16 points. And seven of those points came with Texas starting a drive at your five-yard line uh, after a fumble. So after a hot start by Malik Murphy, Texas quarterback, he completed 11 of his first first 15 passes for 175 yards. After that, you guys held him to eight of 22 passing for 73 yards the remainder of the game. And you held the Texas offense on its last 50-plus plays to under four yards per play what led to the turnaround defensively in that game
1: uh, I think we just settled in um at the beginning we were kind of on our heels um we we were making some you know mistakes and there was times where uh we were kind of out there uh trying to make adjustments that we shouldn't be making that was one thing that happened to me and uh, one of those those uh first touchdowns on Jacob parish was really my fault because you know I was checking a play and uh second half we we all talked and we said you know we're just gonna go out there we're gonna play our game play fast and uh i think once we started
0: doing that uh they got uncomfortable and uh, we really settled it austin i really like the stat points per drive because it tracks efficiency accounts for the number of possessions in a game and and pace per play Uh, you guys are allowing 1.64 points per drive this season defensively against fbs opponents if the season ended today that would be the best mark by a K-State defense since that stat started being tracked by the website I use since 2007. So 16 years, you guys are on pace right now, if the season ended today with three games left, to have the best points per drive defensively in a 16-year stretch for K-State football. What's your reaction to hearing that? And how have you guys found so so much success defensively after obviously losing some tremendous players from last year's team? Um, well, my reaction is
1: uh, that's pretty cool, I guess. I, I wasn't really aware of that. Uh, I knew we'd been having success these past few weeks um, and things like that, but um, that's something I'll mention to the guys too, just you know, keep building our confidence. But um, I think you know, after so- kind of a slower start, I guess, at the beginning of the year, um, a lot of guys have just become way more comfortable in what they're doing. We had a lot of young guys, uh, like you mentioned, having to fill roles of, so, Guys who uh, left and are in the NFL or um, are just done with football. So, uh, those guys have really stepped up these past few weeks. They've been meeting with coaches way more. And I feel like they're way more comfortable in what they're supposed to be doing on defense. And that's allowed them to kind of slow down the game and um, focus on the offense a little bit more.
0: You, you may have just partially answered this next question I had for you, Austin, because you hit on it a little bit. But I was going to ask you, what's what's the biggest area of improvement you've seen from this defense from the start of the season to date? Yeah, just that confidence. Um,
1: guys knowing what they're doing, and it's allowing them to play so much faster. Um, I look you know, specifically in the secondary. Those guys uh, had to fill in a bunch of key pieces for us last year, and they've done a great job these past few weeks uh, playing fast, making plays in the backfield, and...
0: I think that's that's been the biggest change you mentioned daniel green earlier i wanted to ask you about him you lose him for the season against missouri we were all gutted for daniel he spoke to us on the podcast at big 12 media days down in arlington about just really wanting a healthy season this year after not being able to play at 100 for much of last year how much did that loss hurt you guys not just on the field because we know he's a warrior we know he's a terrific linebacker but more in terms of just the pain you felt for him as a teammate yeah, I was so sick for him. Um, when he told me uh
1: that he was done for the season, I, I really couldn't believe it. And uh he probably handled it, you know, better than anyone on the entire team. Everyone was so sad for him. And um it, it's been something that we talk about a lot, just playing for him. Um every Friday in the hotel. Uh we we always mention Deuce and you know, Deuce gets up and talks to us too, but uh it was super tough loss and one of the hardest things I've had to deal
0: with in football in general yeah I mean I know you've been right alongside him for this is year five for you Austin it's year six for Daniel so you guys have been a close-knit locker room a close close-knit linebacker room and you've been right there with him and I, I was going to ask you I, I've seen him on the sidelines at every game since the injury including the road games I remember seeing him at Texas Tech uh heck I remember him getting off you guys were getting off the bus going through the walker line amongst the fans against UCF it was just a few days after having surgery and there's Daniel Green with the the slaying walking through just how involved has he stayed in the day-to-day operations with you guys and, and what's it mean to have a guy like him still present still helping out on the sidelines uh, he's here uh, all the time as much as we are um, he's at
1: every meeting um, every practice he's in, in the back of the end zone uh, next to coach standard watching us and uh, he's seeing things sometimes that coach isn't able to see if he's watching a certain player so um, it's huge I mean it's like having another coach out there who uh, he's been there he's done it and you know everyone on the team respects him a ton and uh, yeah I mean it, it and then from the culture perspective he's still probably I mean I would still say he's the leader of this defense and probably the leader of this team he he uh,
0: pushes us every day and um, it's huge having him just around I want to get more into your story in just a moment, Austin, but speaking of losing Daniel, you've had some guys that really have stepped up at linebacker in his place. What What do you make of the job that both Austin Romaine is doing as a true freshman and then also Jake Clifton, a true sophomore that stepped in? And they, they're fantastic players. Um, super smart guys
1: that continue to work super hard. Um actually just got done uh, meeting uh, with Devin Kleiman, uh, the assistant and uh, Austin and Jake and, those guys are always asking questions and uh continuing to learn and you know they've already uh, proven they're great players
0: but the future is so bright for those guys well, Cl- clifton's a guy austin that plays all three linebacker spots he's still pretty young H- how difficult is that to do that's super
1: tough i mean we try to say that the rules are somewhat similar but there's there's so many distinct little things that uh make it hard and um especially on third down he's able to play all those positions and there, it changes every week what he needs to do. So he has to spend a ton of time um, just learning. And I'm super grateful uh, for what he does.
0: Well, as always, we got to tell you about our friends over at Homefield Apparel who support the three Maw Pod and support us at KCSN. Uh, Homefield Apparel, I'm, I'm repping another Homefield shirt right here. If you're watching on YouTube, you're going to be able to see it. It's another Lavender uh, Sailor Willie t shirt, a Wildcat Victory type shirt with the state of Kansas engraved into the t-shirt uh look i've got nearly 20 home field items in my closet you've heard me talk about it. i own several hoodies as well john kurtz owns this awesome lavender bomber jacket from home field they have a ton of vintage retro gear on their website over at homefieldapparel.com 40 k-state items to choose from and we've got you hooked up with a 15 percent discount on your first time order if you enter the code 3mall23 when you check out you'll score 15 percent off on your first order. So go check them out. Get stocked up for football season. The rest of football season, get stocked up for basketball season. Look, they've got everything you want. they got plenty of t-shirts, but I am telling you folks, they have the most comfortable hoodies that I have ever worn in my lifetime. Super soft and comfortable. Uh, So get some of that gear as well as we are headed into more fall temperatures here and then heading into winter. You're going to want some of those comfortable home home field hoodies. So go check them out. At homefieldapparel.com. Lastly, do want to mention you heard me mention it on the Curry Sexton 3 Maw Bonus Edition pod. If you haven't checked that out yet, that released this week, be sure to check it out. And then also, John Kurtz, DY, and I did a recap pod, and we have our uh, of the Texas game, and we have our pregame pod coming out uh, Thursday as well, as always. So check that out. But do want to mention as well um, that uh, there's going to be a watch party on November 18th at Kingdom Bar and Grill in Overland Park. Um, for the KU K-State game. So a KU K-State watch party and what will be the probably assuming KU and K-State win this next weekend on Saturday will be the first time that I believe both teams are ranked going into the Sunflower Showdown um, since 1995 is what John Kurtz had told me on our pregame show that we recorded earlier. So highly anticipated matchup between two in-state rivals. It's going to be a ton of fun and Kingdom Bar and Grill is going to be having a watch party there. Outstanding food and drinks will be available no matter what the kickoff time. We'll find out that kickoff time here in the next few days, probably Saturday night or Sunday morning. We'll learn what that kickoff time is. So go check that out and uh, go to Kingdom Bar and Grill for what should be a really fun time and watch that game and also other college football and, and check them out for Chiefs games too. They do a lot of outstanding things over there at Kingdom Bar and Grill in Overland Park. So, Thank you. Go check them out and go to homefieldapparel.com and support them as well.
2: Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network.
3: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
0: Now, on a, a personal level here for you, Austin, you, you lead the team with 50 tackles. You have nine tackles for loss. You led the team with 80 second, 87 tackles last year. You were second on the team with 10 tackles for loss in 2022. Obviously, you've just been com- outstanding. Did you ever imagine when you came to K-State as a walk-on that your career would turn out this way? Um, I definitely hoped it would,
1: but I, I would say maybe before I got here, I thought maybe it would, but there were times when I was here, and you know i wasn't really sure if it would ever pan out like that um especially that 2020 season uh just dealing with all the COVID stuff and um having a new coach and uh, it was tough but uh, my parents my family they've always believed in me and um pushed me and continued to you know believe in me and coach standard is someone who's pushed me a ton and got me to where i am so i'm super super thankful
0: for those guys for for folks that don't know, you're from Lewisburg, Kansas. Uh, I'm curious, was K State always the dream, or did you have other options you considered when choosing where to play college football? Um, I I did grow up a KU fan just because my mom was KU. All oh,
1: right. Man. Yeah, but uh once I kind of got to high school, I was like, K State is the place. If I want to play college football, that's where I want to go. And uh I, I didn't have a, a ton of opportunities. I had a couple FCS schools offered me a preferred walk-on too, but um, K-State was really my my main offer.
0: Did, did KU approach you about walking on at all?
1: Uh, they invited me to a game, but they didn't uh, offer me a walk-on spot. But if I would have had the chance, I definitely would have went to K-State.
0: Okay, awesome. Well, in your, your high school football career, you recorded 226 tackles. You rushed for over 3,000 yards, but you were also a, a three-time state qualifier in wrestling. And I'm just curious, how much does having a wrestling background help you on the football field? Uh, it helps
1: a lot, uh, especially with, you know, tackling and things like that and just body control, um, block destruction. But I'd say the biggest thing about wrestling is just that mindset. And I think the mindset of a wrestler really translates uh, kind of to the mindset of a linebacker. Um, you you got to be tough to be a wrestler, um, mentally and physically. And uh, you you got to take responsibility. Obviously, as a wrestler, there's no one out there uh, with you to blame or, uh, you know, make
0: excuses for you. So I, I say it definitely translates. You earned your degree from K-State in May in kinesiology, and, and you're currently working on minors in gerontology and biology. First of all, Austin, sounds much harder than my journalism degree that I received from K-State. But h- how do you balance football with school and being such a great player?
1: Um, I, I got to stick to a, a schedule. I kind of know what I'm going to do every day, and if I don't do it when I'm supposed to do it, then everything gets messed up. This is This week, actually, that you mentioned has probably been one of the busiest weeks I've had at school in a while. So it's
0: been tough, but um, I know that it's all going to pay out in the long run. Well, I have to ask you this because I think a lot of K-State fans would be curious. This is year five for you at K-State. And you guys currently have eight or nine guys who came back to, uh, for a year six this season due to that COVID season that a lot of guys have. And uh, obviously Daniel Green was one of those guys who came back for a year six. Have have you given any thought to coming back for, for one final year? Yeah, I, I've definitely thought about it. Um, sometimes I feel like I know
1: what I want to do uh, one way or the other, but I'm um, not sure yet. I know I know it will come. I've talked to Daniel about it just because he told me all last year there was no way he was coming back, and uh, you know he ended up coming back. So I, I think I'll know uh, when the time is right, but
0: definitely a possibility. Well, I think uh, Chris Glyman, Joe Klanderman, Coach Stannard, and uh, all K-State fans would gladly welcome you back with open arms next year if that's a decision. Uh, that you choose hey I, i'm curious austin um who, who are some other young guys that maybe are standing out on the defense who you think has a bright future from what you've seen obviously we talked about austin romaine we talked about jay clifton but maybe a couple other guys that are, are maybe standing out to you that you see behind the scenes putting in the work um yeah i think uh,
1: a big one will be jordan allen um that dude has a ton of athleticism he's just a complete freak athlete uh one of the fastest guys on the defense, and he's a big body too. Um, he's going to be a special player for us once he continues to learn and uh, develop um, within the defense. Um, you know, I would say Cam Salas is another guy. Um, I see him maybe, you know, rotating a little bit, bit between uh, maybe safety and linebacker, kind of maybe a Sam type guy who I think has a ton of talent
0: and uh, has continued to work hard and uh, been improving about to uh wrap up here and let you out of here austin and i'm not looking to get you in trouble with this question but uh hey was that a was that a fumble and a safety in the tcu van big 12 championship last year on that play You uh i will say that uh you know the refs they always
1: come and visit uh visit the coaches uh in the summer and the coaches did tell me that
0: the referee said it should have been a fumble and a safety so according to them uh it was Oh, in- interesting, Austin. They they acknowledge it behind the scenes, but they yeah. won't publicly publicly come no, out. I
1: say that,
0: but. well, well, you know what? I'm not. We're not gonna like get you in trouble for okay. that. But uh, you know, look, I we were at the game. We were astounded by the fact that they not only like they ruled it a fumble and safety on the field, but then go to replay and somehow overturn that. That's it's yeah. it was bizarre. Hey, uh, I got to ask you one more fun one here, and we'll get you out of here. So. We uh, we always ask the guys when we do these these pods each week as the player spotlight, who's the biggest trash talker on the the team or on the the defensive side of the football? Kobe Savage, as you probably aren't surprised, receives probably the most votes. But uh, I would say Austin, you're uh, you're an honorable mention, and uh, your name being brought up. And we thought the guys were messing with us when they they kept bringing you up because like, look from my seats where we sit at the games and watching you on TV, I I, I never see you talking trash. Are they messing with me or uh, are you kind of sneaky about how you go about it? Um, I would say,
1: you know, it depends on the week. Uh, there's times where there's guys who uh, try to talk to me first. And if you say something to me first, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk to you the rest of the game. So um, especially that CMO game, uh, there was a guy on their team who, who thought he could say something to me. And I was on him the whole time. But I would say I'm probably a, a sneaky trash talker. Maybe once I get up from the pile, I'll say something and walk away. So maybe that's why you don't see it. But Kobe is definitely the main trash talker (laughs) in the team. Yeah, yeah,
0: I I figured. Uh, Well, hey, uh, one more then to end. Uh, Baylor this Saturday. Anything that you see stands out about them offensively? uh, Obviously, Blake Shapen, a quarterback, a talented running back duo, Dominic Richardson and and Richard Reese. They haven't ran the ball maybe as they would have expected this year. But what, what do you see from this Baylor team on film? Uh, i think they you know they have all the pieces
1: uh to be a good team and uh, there's times where they put it together and um play a good game so you know we got to be ready for them and they, they're they not too far away from winning big 12 championship um they're two and two and oh on the road so they have confidence playing on the road so uh we we got to be
0: prepared to uh play a good team hey austin appreciate the heck out of you appreciate all you've done for k-state uh and just keep up the great work best of luck the rest of the season Uh, We're so grateful to have you here in Manhattan, a part of this football program and helping lead this football team. And, And thank you for jumping on on this pod. We appreciate Wildcat NIL. We appreciate Riverbank Brewing and Council Grove for supporting this weekly segment. So go check out and support Riverbank Brewing. Appreciate you, Austin. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank
2: you for listening to KC Sports Network. We appreciate your support. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard.